0: Hey everyone, thank you for checking out our podcast here at Victory Hill Church. Over the next few moments, our lead pastor, Aaron Begley, is going to share an impactful message with you from the Bible. We hope that it will encourage you to connect with God and connect with others. Good morning. Hey, would you just give Jesus Christ praise for all that he's doing in this place? Man, I am so excited to be with you this morning and I'm excited about what's happening inside of this church. I mean, if Barb's story didn't fire you up, and you need to kind of get rechecked there a little bit. I loved in her story, where she says, I, mean, I was just in the shower and I felt God speak to me and said, hey, this is the time I repented of my sins. And she came into that everlasting life with Jesus Christ church. It really is that simple. And I'm just gonna plant the seed right now. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, it really can be that simple. And before you leave this place today, you can experience that same life that Barb experienced, because that's the power of God that can be at work inside of your life. And so we're excited about that. If this is your very first time here, my name is Aaron, I'm the lead pastor here. And God is doing some amazing things in our church. And I really do believe the best is yet to come. And so I'm so excited about what God has in store for our future. Everybody should be doing good this morning. You got an extra hour of sleep. Did that excite you a little bit last night? Yeah. And your Buckeyes won. So like, I mean, it should have been like a a great day for you. Uh, We're not gonna talk about my Michigan Wolverines today. And I'd prefer it if you don't talk about them either. Um, And so, but uh, I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready to receive what God wants to do inside of your life today. Hey, we are in week two of a series that we started last week entitled Ghost Stories. And what we're doing inside this series is really we're just talking about the role of the Holy Ghost inside of our lives. So in the Bible, when Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit, most of the times, especially if you read in the King James Version, it says Holy Ghost. And when I was growing up and I heard about this Holy Ghost at a young age, I was kind of like, man, what is this ghost thing? Like, like I was kind of taught like ghosts are bad, like ghosts are things that you don't want and they're, you know, they're not real. And all this other kind of stuff. And I go to church and I hear about this Holy Ghost, and, and it begins to shape my perception of Him. And I think so often in the church, our perception of the Holy Ghost isn't what it really should be. And so what we're doing inside this series is hopefully exploring who this individual is inside of our life, the fullness of life that he has for each and every one of us, and that we're opening our hearts up to really receive what the Holy Spirit wants to do inside of your life. And I believe if you'll do so, he'll take you on the most incredible adventure in your life. Life, Kind of a theme passage for this series is found in Acts 19 verse 1. And it says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road to the interior and arrived at Ephesus. And there he found some disciples. He found followers of Jesus, people who had already said yes to Jesus Christ. And so we need to make it clear that the, the Holy Spirit isn't contingent on um, your uh, being saved. Be, being saved is really putting your hope and trust into the work of Jesus Christ and what he did on Calvary for you. But he says they're disciples, they're followers of Jesus. Jesus Christ, but they're missing something in their life. And he said, he asked them, did you receive this Holy Ghost when you believed? And they answered, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Ghost. And sometimes in the church, I think we're at that place that we don't, we haven't either heard about it or we've heard about it. And it's been packaged in such a way that we're like, I really don't want to have anything to do with that Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you inside of your life, if you open up your heart to receive all that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost wants to do inside of your life, it is absolutely amazing. You will fall in love with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit in your life like you have never fallen in love with him before. And so last week, if you weren't here, we started by talking about the character of the Holy Ghost. And uh, we said that really kind of referring to him as a ghost probably wasn't actually the best way to refer to him. That in the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see two words, one in the Greek and one in the Hebrew. One is ruach, and the other is New and those words translated simply means breath. It's the same words that are used when we see the word Spirit, Holy Spirit, inside of the Bible, and that a better characterization of the Holy Spirit is that he is a breath fresh air, that the Holy Spirit just wants to breathe inside of your life. He wants to bring some things inside of you that you can never have on your own. He wants to be the wind behind your sail, moving you forward into the things that God has for you. And so we need to begin to look at the Holy Spirit as just this breath of fresh air, that maybe some areas of your life feel like they're they're overwhelming, or they're dying, or that they're dead inside of you. And I believe the Holy Spirit can breathe fresh air into those things. And that's who really the Holy Spirit is. We ended last week by talking about really falling in love with this individual that we understand it to be this way we believe in the trinity and the trinity is that there's three in one and so we said this last week that God the father loves me that this is the role of our heavenly father that he loves you and because he loved us so much he sent his son into the world to die on the cross for our sins and so the role of the father is to love you the role of the son is to save you and this is how we come into a right relationship with Jesus Christ, through believing and putting our trust and our faith in what Jesus did on the on the cross. And so maybe for you today, maybe you've walked in here and you've never done that. You can do that today. You can simply say, God, I forgive me of my sins. I'm putting my hope, my trust, and my faith in you. But I don't want us to stop at only understanding these two roles inside of our life, that there is a third individual in this trinity, and he is vitally important to your life and to my life. And we said that God, the Holy Spirit, is with me. He is with me. And the reason that the Holy Spirit is with you is the Holy Spirit wants to fill your life and to help you to live your life on mission and with purpose. And so maybe you've walked in here today and you're like, man, I really don't know the mission for my life. I don't know if my life really even has any purpose. And maybe you're kind of struggling in some of those areas inside of your life. It is this Holy Spirit that wants to empower us. The power of the Holy Spirit wants to be active inside of our life and He wants to help us to live on mission. Mission, that God has a mission for your life, no matter where you're at. And some of you are like struggling you're like, I just really don't know what the mission is for my life. can't tell you what the mission is for your life. If you're here today and you are a teacher, the, the mission for your life is this is you are a teacher who is a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, and you're supposed to live your life on mission for Jesus, for his purposes in the the areas of influence that you have. If you're a student here today, you are a student who is a disciple of Jesus who's to live their life on mission and that you have a purpose inside of your life. If you're in the medical field, if you're a doctor, if you're a nurse, if, if you work in an office, whatever you do today, if you're a social worker, whatever you do in your day job, whatever that is, the purpose of your life is to do that thing, be a disciple of Jesus, live your life to glorify and honor God, and to live your life on mission. But we're never going to be able to live our lives on mission without the work of the Holy Spirit inside of us, without the power of the Holy Spirit moving in our lives to fulfill the purpose that God has for our lives. And so the Bible says, God says, I know you're going to need some power. I know to actually live out this mission, you're going to need some help because you're not going to be able to do it on your own. And so he says this to us. He says, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to invade your life to give you power to live on mission and with purpose inside of your life. So here's how Jesus said it in John, verse 20, verse 21. He's shown up to the disciples. Jesus has been resurrected from the grave. He is showing up to the disciples. He appeared to many people for those, those last few days that he was on earth. And so Jesus shows up to them and this is what he says to them. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. Now the reason Jesus has to say peace be with you is because Jesus has just gone through a closed locked door, the Bible says, you know. And so this is one of those moments like, you know, the disciples are probably like, we don't believe in ghosts. And then all of a sudden Jesus just shows up and he's like, peace, don't, don't get worried, don't get afraid, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And so Jesus looks at his disciples and said, just as I have been sent into this world to, for a mission and a purpose, now he's going to send his disciples into the world to live their lives on mission and with God. Purpose. We are a sent people. You need to understand that about your life. You are sent by God for a purpose in this world. So how is Jesus sending us? How are we sent the same way that he was sent? The same way that Jesus was sent by the Father, we are sent into the world. And we see how Jesus was sent into the world when Jesus gets baptized. So this very act that we saw take place today is is an act that we saw Jesus do in his own life. And I just want to encourage you, if you've never been baptized, if you've never taken that step, you should take that step. If Jesus, the Son of God, says, hey, I need to be baptized, guess what? I think it's good for your life also. And so it's just the step that you should take inside of your life. And so we see this act of Jesus getting baptized, and when he shows up, John the Baptist is like, I shouldn't be baptizing you, Jesus. Like you are the son of God. And Jesus says, no, I need to be baptized. And then he looked at the crowd. John the Baptist looked at the crowd and says, I want you to understand this individual that I'm baptizing, baptizing today, he is going to not baptize you in water. He is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He's gonna baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible says that as Jesus was baptized, there's a couple of events that takes place. There is a voice in heaven that we recognize as the voice of the Father that begins to declare to everybody that's, in the, that's watching that day, he, the voice says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And so we have God the Father speaking over the Son and saying, I'm pleased with what you're doing today. And then we have what the Bible says is like a dove that ascends upon the scene. And what we understand this to be is this was the Holy Spirit ascending upon the person or the nature of Jesus Christ. You could say that Jesus was being immersed in the Spirit at that moment. And so if you've ever been hesitant about the Holy Spirit inside of your life, you also need to understand that the Son, Jesus, while he walked this earth, says, I need the Holy Spirit. God says, You're gonna need the Holy Spirit, Jesus, to fulfill the mission that I have for you inside of the world. And so, if the Son of God needs the Holy Spirit, how much more do we need Him in our life? You need Him. I need him. We have to embrace this third person of the Trinity. And we need to say, Holy Spirit, pour out yourself inside of my life. And so the Bible says that the Holy Spirit ascends upon Jesus. The power of the Spirit of God is upon him. He goes into the wilderness for 40 days. He's tempted by the devil. And then the Bible says that he goes back to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so how is Jesus sending you? If this is how Jesus was sent... How is Jesus, how does he wanna send you and I into this world? He wants to send us in the power of the Holy Spirit. What you and I need inside of our lives is the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at what he says as he goes on in verse 22. And it says, when he had said this, he breathed on them. So he says, I'm sending you. And how I'm gonna send you is he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. You see the same power, The same presence that was available to Jesus that helped him to live on mission and with purpose is available to you and me, and we need to open our hearts up to embrace all that the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. And so what I want to talk to you about today, what I want to really nail down today is this, is I want to talk to you about the power of the Holy Spirit that's available to us. That the Holy Spirit wants to do something in your life first and foremost. Last week we looked at the character. Today I want to talk to you about what that Holy Spirit wants to do in your life in a very personal, in a very real way. Next week we're going to look at what the Holy Spirit wants to do through you. That the Holy Spirit does want to empower you. He actually wants to give you some gifts inside of your life. And those gifts are not for your purpose, but it's for the purpose of God to bless other people. And so the Holy Spirit wants to do some stuff through you. But first we need to understand what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us and to us. And so let me give you four things the Holy Spirit wants to do in you, four works of the Holy Spirit that needs to take place inside of your life and in my life. And I think these are perpetual works that God wants to do inside of our life. The first is this. It's known as the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. The sanctification of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't want you to get caught up in the big words today, okay? So I'm going to give you some of the Bible words for these things. I'm going to use some big words up front, but I'm going to break them down very simple for you to understand what do these bigger words mean. And so maybe you've been in church a long time and you've heard this word and you're like, Aaron, I have no clue what that means. Or this is the very first time you've ever been in church. I'm going to break it down for you to understand what is this work that God wants to do inside of us. The sanctification of the Holy Spirit is simply this. It is, you can say it this way, I can become like Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit in your life and in my life, he gives us the ability to become like Jesus. If you've been around here for any period of time, you'll hear me say it over and over again, that the prayer of my life and one of the things that I pray every single day of my life is, Jesus, help me to become more like you today than I was yesterday. You know what this prayer is really about? It's about the Holy Spirit sanctifying my life to transform me into the image of Christ. And what I've come to realize in my life and what I hope you come to realize in your life is that on your own strength and your own power, you will never be able to take on the likeness of Christ. It's impossible. And for some of you, this is the struggle that you face inside of your life. You've tried to change you, and what really needs to happen is the Holy Spirit needs to invade your life, and the Holy Spirit needs to change you. And you're going to find yourself struggling and striving for something in your life that is impossible without the work of the Holy Spirit really alive inside of you but change is possible only through the work of the Holy Spirit and the sanctification of the Holy Spirit can I become like Jesus. John 14 verse 15 says this, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And so loving Jesus Pursuing Jesus inside of our life does something on the inside of us. When you begin to pursue Jesus, things begin to change inside of your life. When we actually enter into a right relationship, things should change. Like your attitude should change. Your actions should change. Your mindset, the way that you see the world, the way that you handle people, your desires. Things should begin to change on the inside of you when you pursue this relationship with God and you begin to keep his commandments. You see, this is really what I wanna do and this is what I want us to do as a church. I want us to help people fall in love with the real Jesus. Like I want people to experience Jesus in the fullness of what he had, not to experience religion, Because religion has pushed too many people away from God. But I'm telling you something. If you've ever been pushed away from the church by religion, that's because you have not experienced the real Jesus inside of your life. When you get a hold of the real Jesus, and the Holy Spirit begins to do a work inside of your life, guess what? It's going to help you be transformed into his image, and it's going to help you learn to really love God with all of your life. See, this principle that what you pursue does something to you, that the the things you pursue in life are going to do something to you. This works in our relationship with God, that if you pursue God, it's gonna do something on the inside of you. It's gonna change you. But this is also a principle that works about everything in life. Like when you think about your life right now, and wherever you're at in life, the things that you are pursuing are doing something to you. I mean, if you're pursuing something, um, this world, here's the honest truth, this world is trying to disciple you. You're gonna be a disciple one way or the other. You're gonna be a disciple of Jesus Christ or you're gonna be a disciple of this world? Yeah. This world is trying to disciple you. It's trying to get you to pursue something. And if you pursue the things of this world, it's gonna do something to you. It's going to change your attitude. It's going to change your perspective. It's going to change your heart. It's going to change the way that you deal with people. It's going to have an effect and influence on your life. It's going to change the stories that you believe about yourself. It's going to change your view of the future. It's going to change the view of what's happened inside of your past. If you pursue the things of this world, it will do something to you. But Jesus says, if you follow me, if you love me, if you pursue me, I'm going to reshape some things inside of you. If you pursue me, it's going to do something on the inside of you. And when we pursue God, that's when we begin to experience the abundant life that God has for each and every one of us. If you're not experiencing that joy, if you're not experiencing that life, then can I tell you where it might be an issue in your life? It may be about what you are pursuing. It may be because you're pursuing some things that aren't gonna get you the results that you really want in your life. And so, how does this work? Jesus goes on in John, he says, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, you'll pursue me. And when we pursue him, he says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. This word, another helper, is just another word for the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit wants to help you. Like, he's a helper in your life, and he's a good helper. Like Landon, right now, he's very intrigued. He keeps telling me that we need to do a chore chart. And the reason he wants to do a chore chart is because he wants allowance, because he's trying to figure out how to get money. But you know, there's some days when he says, Hey, dad, I want to help you with this. I'm not sure how good of a helper he's going to be, you know? I told him the other day he's going to have to cook dinner, he's only six. He's like, dad, I don't think I can do that. I was like, yeah, you probably can't do that one. But you know, he may not be the best helper. He's a good helper. But the Bible says that God is gonna give you a helper and this is a good helper inside of your life. It's gonna help you to get to the places that he really wants you to be in your life. And so when Jesus says, I'm leaving, he says, I'm gonna send you another me. See, what we need to understand that when Jesus left this earth, you have to understand the disciples would have been gripped with so much fear in that moment. They had Jesus present with them. Like, have you ever just gone through life and you're like, man, if Jesus was just right by my side, like, then I think I could follow him, I think I could make right decisions and choices, I would always know what to do. But you know what the Bible says? Jesus understood this concept. This is what the, the Jesus believed, that the Holy Spirit inside the disciples, the Holy Spirit inside of your life, it was better than Jesus beside them. Like, we get frustrated in life. We're like, man, if God, if you were just right by my side, I wouldn't make those choices and decisions. Guess what? He can be right by your side, not even just by your side. He can be in your life, guiding you and leading you and seeing you to the purpose that he has for you. This is the sanctification of the Holy Spirit, that God wants you to experience his Holy Spirit. And because of this, because he is a helper, you can become more like Jesus. John 14, verse 17, he would go on and say this. Even the spirit of truth, It's another thing the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to reveal truth to you. How many know in the world in which we currently live, we need more truth? I mean, like, we need the reality. In other words, you could say, is the spirit of reality. Like, what is real? He's gonna reveal those things to you. Like, we live in a culture, like, I mean, we've all heard it, fake news, right? Like, we're like, what do we believe? What do I not believe? You wanna know what you should believe? You should believe what the Holy Spirit lays on your hearts. This is a leading of the Holy Spirit. This is what he wants to do. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. That he wants to radically put his power inside of you. And some of you, maybe you've entered into this place today and you don't think you can change. You look at your life and you're like, I don't know if I can change. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can become like Jesus. He can put something on the inside of you. Titus 2, verse 11 through 12 says it this way. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people it teaches us to say no to ungodliness like the changes that you need to make is to say no to some of the things of this world and so it's the Holy Spirit that's going to help you to say no to the things you should not be engaging in that's why the Holy Spirit needs to be at work inside of our life without the Holy Spirit you're going to say yes to ungodliness and this is the story of some of your life you're like man I really want to do right but man, I keep, saying, I keep saying yes to ungodliness. And he says, it's my spirit in you that's going to help you to say no to ungodliness. And here's the thing, is he doesn't just want to take something away from you, but he wants to fill you with something else. And he says, it's my spirit that's going to help you say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. And instead of saying yes to ungodliness, what's going to happen is he says, I'm going to help you to live self-controlled upright in godly lives in this present age, not in some future, not when Jesus comes back. Here and now, his Holy Spirit is going to help us to live our lives to become more like Jesus. And so this is the process of sanctification. And can I tell you, Some of you that are sitting here today, all of us here today actually need to embrace this process because it's an ongoing work inside of our lives. Sanctification is not a one-time process. Becoming like Jesus is not a one-time commitment. It is a daily commitment to follow after him. And so we all need sanctification in our life. It's just a matter of where we're at on that spectrum. This is something we all need to embrace inside of our life. For some of you, you need that beginning phase of sanctification. Like when you look at your life, and maybe this is part of your story here today, and maybe the Holy Spirit wants to show up in your life today, and he's here speaking to you today, nudging you, encouraging you. But for some of you, you need that first step of sanctification. You need the power of God to break off the sin that you've been committing inside of your life. That's why the Bible, sometimes when you come into places and you know there's wrong, you feel a conviction. It's the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. It's the reason the, the drug addict can lay down the drugs. It's the reason the alcoholic can lay go of, let go of what's going on inside of his life. It's the reason that we believe the power of God can set free people who have been struggling with issues and things inside of their life. It's the power of the Holy Spirit inside of our lives. You can't do it on your own. But the sanctification of the Holy Spirit comes in, it nudges you, it, it grabs a hold of you and you think to yourself, I gotta change something inside of my life. But that's not the end of the sanctification process the holy spirit still wants to be at work in your life this is why when you come and give your heart to jesus christ maybe you lay down those things but there's still a work that needs to take place inside of your life and it's the holy spirit that begins to reveal some of those conscious sins that you are committing inside of your life it's why all of a sudden you give your heart to the lord and you begin to feel bad about maybe the language that you use like before christ you're like i mean you cuss like every third word And now the Holy Spirit begins to kind of do this sanctification process, and they're like, hey, let's kind of watch a little bit of that language, and and you start kind of watching it a little bit, and it's a work that God's doing inside of your life, but God gives us a lot of grace in this. He says, hey, I want to continue to do a work inside of you, because I'm trying to form you into my image, and so you're not going to maybe be there overnight, but the power of God can set you free inside of your life. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to continue to reveal the struggles that you're going on. Maybe it's like, hey, some of those things you're watching, you need to lay those things down. Hey, some of the way that you're talking to people you need to lay those things down and all of a sudden he begins to convict us and we begin to make changes in our life you know who does that that's the work of the holy spirit inside of your life when you say hey, i don't want the holy spirit in my life you're saying hey i don't want that conscious in my life working inside me and through me then the holy spirit continues to work you know how he works sometimes it's through people that you know god begins to put godly influences in your life and they help you to see things that you can never see on your own Have you ever been there before? It's not comfortable. Let's just be honest. But have you ever had a good friend that's come over to you and they're like, man, the way you treat your wife, man, I don't think that honors God. And all of a sudden it's just that nudge and and it's an awareness that comes on inside of your life. Maybe they see the way that you talk to your kids and they're like, man, you need to to watch how you're dealing with your kids there, man. You're, you're, You're tearing down their spirits. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's doing a work inside of your life. And then there's this fourth phase that I think we all need to find ourselves in because it's a perpetual place of sanctification inside of our life. And it's the Holy Spirit's work to put our trust into God every single day. Because there's always going to be a tug in your life of who am I going to trust? Am I going to trust God or am I going to trust my marriage? over God. Am I going to trust God or am I going to trust my finances over God? Am I going to trust God or am I going to trust my family over God? And you know who does that work inside of our life? It's the Holy Spirit that says, hey, I want you to trust me in this situation. I want you to trust me in situations that the world may look at and say, man, you're crazy for trusting God. But that is the power of the Holy Spirit at work in you. And for some of you today that have entered into this place, I just want to speak this over you real quick. You need to embrace the sanctification power of the Holy Spirit inside of your life. There's some things that need to change. There's some things that need to shift inside of your life and you have pushed it off. And God would say, I've come here today for you. I love you. I care about you. I have a purpose and a plan for your life, but you need to embrace the Holy Spirit in your life. And so here's what sanctification is, simple way. Sanctification is receiving the life of God by saying yes to the ways of God. I receive his life when I say yes to the ways of God. And the only way that this is going to happen inside of your life is through the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. This is why he wants to work in you, because if once he sanctifies us, we can begin to live our life on mission and with purpose. The second thing the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life is this, is he wants to give you the direction of the Holy Spirit. The direction. He needs to give us direction. And here's the truth is we all need direction in our life. And so you can write this word under it. If you're a note taker this morning, which I always recommend taking notes, I can be led by Jesus. You and I can be led by Jesus. Not only can I become like Jesus, but my life can literally be led by Jesus. This is not something that's reserved for spiritual giants or certain people of the faith. Each and every one of you, through the work of the Holy Spirit inside of your life, can be led by Jesus into the purposes and the plans that he has for your life. John 14, verse 25 and 26 says this. These things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you. So he's about ready to go away. But the helper, here we see it again, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, what's he gonna do? He's gonna teach you all things. He's gonna teach you some things. And what he's gonna teach you is is where to go inside of your life and the direction that you need to be going in and where he wants to lead you. He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you so these disciples, when Jesus is saying this, I mean, imagine what they're going through. This is their teacher. This is their rabbi. They followed God everywhere. And he says, guess what? When I leave, you're not gonna be directionless in your life. I'm gonna give you the Holy Spirit and he's gonna be the one that's gonna speak to you and lead you into the places and the paths that I have for you. You see, can you imagine what was going on? They would have felt lost. But Jesus says, it is good that I'm leaving because the helper, the Holy Ghost, is going to direct you. Romans 8 verse 14 says it this way. It says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. That all who are led by the Spirit of God are men of God, are women of God, are, are children of God, are, are sons of God. So when we enter into this relationship with God, guess what? We get direction inside of our life. It's available to all who are filled with the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Ghost. Why do, should we not push this off? Because we need direction for our lives. You need direction for your life. And the primary way that he leads us is in this concept known as the inward witness. If you've ever wondered, how does the Holy Spirit direct my life? It's through the inward witness. What is the inward witness? It's simply this, that when you are dealing with a situation or a circumstance, it's kind of this, it's this inward witness. Do I have peace or no peace inside of my life? is there peace or no peace peace or no peace and i watch too many followers of jesus christ who get stuck in a moment because they don't understand this inward witness and how they begin to move forward in the direction that god has for their life and so it's a peace or no peace situation and the mistake that we often make in our relationship with jesus christ especially when it comes to our prayer life it's like we try to lay out like a buffet before god like i hate buffets anybody else with me like I, i like i'm not a buffet eater you know I'm like, uh, just, like, let me order what I want. Because when you go to a buffet, it's like you get a little bit of this and a little bit of this, that. And this is often how we approach God in prayer. We're like, we want direction from God, and so we just kind of throw out a million things in front of God, and then we get frustrated in prayer because we're like, God, why haven't you answered me? Why haven't you shown up in this situation? But the primary way that the Spirit leads us is this inward witness. You see, we see this in the Old Testament in, uh, in particular, Uh, uh, on one occasion and so in the old testament if you are new to church the old testament we didn't have access to God we didn't get access to God until what Jesus Christ did on the cross and then when Jesus died on the cross he says now you have access to the father and so in the old testament they had priests and these priests were the only ones that could go to God on the behalf of the people and so they had all these ritual things that they did. They had this ephod that had these different bells and different— there's a whole ceremonial thing that went, went along with the priest going and asking God for things on behalf of the people. And one of the things that the priest had is this thing called the Urim and the Thummim, which is, simply means light and truth. And, and it's, it's, it's very different, but what they would do is they would have this bag, and they would go into the Holy of Holies, and then they would begin to ask God some things for the people. And what they would do is they would say, hey, God, is, you know, hey, do you want us to, to move in this direction? And they would pray about it. And then they literally would reach into this bag and the, the Bible tells us they would have like, they're two stones. And if they pulled out one stone, it was a yes. If it was another stone, it was a no. And then they would ask God another series of questions and another series of questions. And they believed that, that that during that time, that's how God spoke to them. And he used that as an opportunity to speak to his people. Now, in the New Testament, you and I have access to the Father, but we still need to have the similar approach to come to God and say, hey God, what is it that you want me to do in my life? And what he's going to do is he's going to allow the Spirit to bring peace into your life when you're making decisions in your life. And so here's what the Spirit wants to do, is he wants to lead you one yes or no at a time. It's that simple. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you one yes or no at a time, and he's going to do that through a peace that passes all understanding. So let me give you a, for a kind of an analogy or help you to understand this a little bit quicker. For some of you, maybe you're frustrated in your career. You're like, man, I just want to change in my career. And you can't figure out what is the next step that you're supposed to take. And so you've been praying to God, God, give me a new career. And you just don't feel any peace. Like, you don't feel anything. Like, you go to pray, and there's nothing. And you're just frustrated. The truth is, is you need to take a step back. You need to step back in in what you're asking God for, and you begin to have this inward witness inside of you. You need to begin to ask things like this. God, should I put in an application? I'm frustrated in my career. Should I put an application in with this company? And guess what? You're going to have a piece inside of you that either says yes or no. And if it says yes, then you know what you need to do? You need to go put in that application. Then maybe all of a sudden the people call and you're like, okay, God, should I, should I take this interview? They wanna set up an interview. Should I take this interview? And you begin to ask God about that and there should be an inward witness. There should be a peace inside this and you begin to say, he's either gonna tell you yes or no. Maybe he says, yes, I want you to go take an interview. Then you go for an interview and they call you back and they're like, you are the most incredible candidate that we've ever had. We wanna offer you this job. We love you. We think you're perfect for this job. And you go to God and say, hey God, is this the job that you wanna have for me? And all of a sudden inside your heart, you feel like there's, that's a no and you have a peace inside your spirit. Then guess what? You've just heard the voice of God inside of your life, but how did you hear the voice of God? We think there's this booming voice that he wants to give, but how we heard the, the voice of God is this, is the Holy Spirit, um, di- Holy spirit direction follows Holy Spirit peace. I had peace, and it's one yes or no at a time. It's one yes or no at a time. Stop being paralyzed in your relationship with God. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and the way that he's going to speak to you is one yes or no at a time. When I really learned this inside of my life, it really changed my prayer life with God. Early on in ministry, I would watch people who I would thought were spiritual giants in the faith. And they would go, and like they would pray, and then I, they'd like come back, and they'd be like, God told me this, this, and that. And I'm like, are you serious? You were only with him like five minutes. I've been praying all year, and I haven't even heard your voice inside of my life. And then I learned this kind of principle that, you know, God wants to speak to us one yes or no at a time, and I learned to kind of begin to take things in chunk. God, what, what do you want me to do in this situation? What do you want me to do in this moment? And I would get this inward peace, and if I had this peace, it would be, okay, God, that's the direction I'm moving in. And I continued to walk with him and continued to go one yes or no at a time. We see this in the Bible in the life of Abraham. You know what Jesus said to Abraham? The Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, hey, I want you to leave your homeland and go. He didn't get any more instruction. You know what Abraham did the rest of the way? God, what do you want me to do right now? Yes, I want you to go there. Yes, I want you to take your son Isaac and I want you to put him on an altar. Yes, I want you to go grab a ram. Yes, I want you to do that. Okay, God, I'm about ready to sacrifice my son Isaac. God, is this what you want me to do? No, I don't want you to do that. It's the direction of the Holy Spirit inside of your life. You and I can be led by the Spirit of God inside of our life. The third thing, and we're going to go through the last two points really quick, is known as the edification of the Holy Spirit. This is something he wants to do inside of your life. And what this simply means is this, is that you and I can have the peace of Jesus. We can have peace inside of our hearts. We can have peace inside of our lives. John 14, verse 27 says this My peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. So God wants to give us peace, not as the world gives, do I give it to you. So let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You have a choice in your peace. You have a choice in your joy. You have a choice in your contentment. That your peace, your joy, your contentment does not have to be tethered to your circumstances. Your peace, joy, and contentment does not have to be tethered to, to the, whether or not you get that promotion. Your peace, joy, and contentment does not have to be tethered to a relationship. Your peace, joy, or contentment does not have to be tethered to the next big thing inside of your life. Your peace, your joy, your contentment, your satisfaction in this life doesn't have to be tethered to circumstances. Jesus says, your peace can be tethered to your relationship with me, and it's my Holy Spirit that's going to give you a peace like the world can never give you. You see, the, pe- the, the world will offer you peace, but it's temporary. And some of you are very frustrated in your life and in your relationship because you've sought out temporary peace. But the Holy Spirit wants to empower you to have a peace that the world could never offer you. Romans 14 verse 17 says it this way, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. And so when he's talking to these individuals, it may have been eating and drinking that brought peace inside of their life, but he says that's temporary. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy and the Holy Spirit. This is something he wants to bring inside of your life. And so here's what you need to understand. Edification is the byproduct of believing what God says about you. How do we get peace inside of our life? It's when we believe what God says about you. Do you believe what God says about you? We see this in the life of Jesus when he gets baptized, what the voice of the Father says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And you know what? When you give your life to Jesus Christ, when you enter a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know what the Father says over your life? He says, I am well pleased with you. You need to believe what Jesus thinks about you. And when you believe that and take that out inside of your life, you're gonna have peace. See, my son Landon is six years old, and, and when we are up in, in bed at night and, and we're getting ready for bed and we say prayers and I just spend some time with him, you know what I always do over his life? I begin to tell him how proud I am of him. I begin to tell him how amazing he is. I begin to encourage his generosity and his kind spirit. And I begin to speak things inside of his life. And you wanna know why I do this? Because as his father, when I speak those things over him, guess what, he's gonna to begin to take on that nature. You know, there's times I speak things into his life, we're not there yet. You know, he's not the most generous sometimes, you know? It's mine. But you know what I say to him? Every time I see him do that, I say, man, I'm so proud of you, son. Man, you're so generous with your life. Because why? I want him to believe the things that I say over his life. And can I tell you where peace is going to come inside of your life if you're struggling with that? It's when you begin to take on what God thinks about you. And he looks at you and says, I am well pleased with you. Edification is the byproduct of believing what God says about you. And the fourth and final thing is this this morning. It's the glorification of the Holy Spirit it's the glorification of the Holy Spirit what's glorification it's something that you and I have been promised in our relationship with Jesus Christ you see the tendency that we have is this as we look at our world and I don't know about you I look at my world right now and I look at the world in which we live in and we understand that there's just something not right in this world is there it's broken like, yes, God wins. Yes, the church is moving forward. Yes, we have access to Jesus. But the world that we live in is messed up. It's broken. It's never going to be complete. It's never going to be whole in the way and the shape and the life that we currently live in. But what is the glorification of the Holy Spirit? Is to simply understand that I will be glorified with Jesus. This is a future promise for us that the Holy Spirit places inside of our life, that we will be glorified with Jesus. So in John 14, 1 verse 3, he says, Let not your hearts be troubled. How do we not let our hearts be troubled in this world? I mean, how do we not let our hearts be troubled with what's going on? He's the reason we can't, we don't have to let our hearts be troubled is he says, In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. That we get to be with him one day. In Ephesians 1 verse 13, he says, in him you also, when you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, look what happens. He says, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. It's the glorification of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is a guarantee. It's the down payment of your future hope. And he resides in you. The future hope that I don't live necessarily for this world, but I live for a different world. in this world guess what you're going to have loss you're going to have brokenness you're going to have difficulties and struggles and we get overwhelmed by this this world bad things happen there's hurt and pain that we experience but through the work of the holy spirit we have this guarantee. We have this down payment that we are gonna receive the promise that Jesus is gonna come back into this world. There's gonna be a new heaven and a new earth and that all of the things and all the pain and all the hurt and all the sin and all the brokenness and all the damage of the, that's happened inside this world is gonna fade away. And he says, it's by the Holy Spirit that you have that guarantee. That the difficulties we go through in this life That's why in the Old Testament, we hear that he says this, what the enemy meant for evil, God turns it for good. How does God turn it for good? I don't always understand it. I don't understand how he's gonna take your hurt and your pain and your brokenness and always turn it for good. But guess what? He says, when there's a future heaven that comes, when there's this new heaven and this new earth, you are gonna be glorified in Jesus. And so here's what glorification is. It's simply this last thing you can write down, glorification is the confidence to walk in this broken world knowing that the victory has been and that's the Holy Spirit's work inside of you. I can walk in this broken world. I can have confidence to face tomorrow because guess what? I already have the victory in Christ Jesus and it's the Holy Spirit inside of you that's gonna remind you that you have victory, that you are victorious, that nothing this world throws your way is gonna be able to trump what God is gonna come and do inside you and through you and it's the Holy Spirit that gives us that confidence. Would you go ahead and stand to your feet in this place today as we get ready to close? so it's that Holy Spirit that we need to embrace it's the work of the Holy Spirit inside of our lives and in your life that you need to grab a hold of that the Holy Spirit is not somebody that you should push away and I don't know what your background is and I don't know what your church experience is for some of you maybe you grew up in an environment that said man that Holy Spirit just keep away from him love Jesus and and read your Bible but I don't want to have anything to do with that ghost but I'm telling you it's that Holy Spirit that you're going to want to embrace inside of your life because it's the Holy Spirit that's going to sanctify you so you can become like Jesus. I want to be more like him, church. It's that Holy Spirit that's going to give you direction and that you and I get to be led by Jesus. Even when we don't know what to do, it's that peace of God that he's going to lead us into the next steps, into the next place. It's edification of the Holy Spirit, that I can have peace. And even when turmoil is going on all around me, I can have peace. I can have the peace of God inside of my life. It's the glorification of the Holy Spirit to know that even when I face broken moments in this world, that one day I will get to be glorified with Jesus Christ in heaven. And here's my prayer for you today. I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to you. I pray that the Holy Spirit would begin to do something on the inside of you. And as we sing this closing song, that for wherever you're at, for some of you today, maybe you need that sanctification. Maybe you need to be in that right relationship with Jesus Christ, or there's just an area of your life that you haven't trust. Would you surrender to the Holy Spirit? For some of you, you need some direction. Would you open up your life to the direction, the leading of the Holy Spirit inside of your life? Some of you, you need peace, man. Your world is turned upside down and you need the peace of God. And others of you, you need to walk in confidence, knowing that the victory is already yours. And I pray that you'll take that step today. It's a step. Which one of those steps do you need to take? And would you say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, do a work inside of my life. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let me ask you this one question. I feel like I need to ask it today. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you saw Barb's story. Maybe the Holy Spirit's been tugging on you since you walked into this place. I don't know what your story is. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what your past is. But the holy spirit is present to embrace you to love you to sanctify you to help you be free from whatever you're going through inside of your life the bible says that if we will confess jesus christ as our lord and savior and believe in what he did on the cross that that we can be saved we can have new life and that holy spirit can be active inside of us if you're here today and you don't know jesus christ as your lord and savior but you want to before you leave this place would you just slip up your hand maybe you need to rededicate it maybe you need to make a fresh commitment would you just slip up your hand in this place Maybe you're here, maybe you're online. Amen. Give you another moment. That's you, just raise that hand in this place. Father, right now, God, I pray for every individual, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that we would know the hope of our salvation, that we would have a right relationship with you. But God, I also pray that as we say yes to you, that we would say yes and embrace the Holy Spirit in us. So God, in these last few moments that we have, your Holy Spirit is alive, it's active, it's moving in our lives. God, I pray that you would fill us. God, I pray that the power of God, the Holy Spirit would be in us. God, sanctify us. God, if we're honest with ourselves, there's probably some things that some of us are struggling with in this place that that needs to be changed. And God, I pray that you would sanctify us. God, there's some people here that just need direction. God, they don't know what to do next, Lord. They're struggling in life. God, they're struggling about the next steps. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would give that. God, let there be a peace that fills this place that passes all understanding, God, that in the midst of the difficulties that some people are going through, God, that they would have peace. And God, I pray that our hope would always be in you, the glorification of Jesus Christ inside of our life. And so Holy Spirit, blow through this place today. Strengthen us, encourage us, and move in our hearts and our lives. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Would you worship with us? And would you open up your heart and your life to the Holy Spirit? Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We hope this message helped you to connect with God and connect with others. Be sure to click the subscribe button to stay up to date with new messages each and every week. For more information about our church or for an opportunity to give to this ministry, simply go to victoryhill.org. Thank you, and we hope you have an amazing week.